When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director, Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. How's it going, Katie? It's going pretty great. How about yourself? I'm all right. I'm okay. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. It's still February. It's still February, <laughs> and it still a, will be for at least two more I days, know, I think. It's the longest February that is possible. <laughs> Quite literally. Is yes. there is there a, is there a leap year song that will trend on February 29th? Oh, wow. We did that whole show about songs that were related to months, but we never talked about leap year songs. Mm. There were no there were no leap year songs. <laughs> this is a missed opportunity. That should have been the topic this week, <laughs> because as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Beyonce's Texas Hold'em lassos the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, marking the diva's ninth chart topper. Plus, Doja Cat scores her eighth number one on the pop airplay chart as Agora Hills hits the top, while Taylor Swift surpasses a Billboard 200 record long held by the Beatles. What is it? Well, luckily I managed the Billboard 200, so I'll tell you all about it in just a few minutes. <laughs> also on the show, we're talking about the Queen of Country co-signing Queen Bee, with Dolly Parton congratulating Beyonce for her first country number one hit. Plus, Justin Timberlake has released the new song Drown, the second single from his upcoming album, Everything I Thought It Was. What do we think about his album rollout so far? We'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. All right, let's do the chart chat. First up on the Billboard 2, nope. (laughs) <laughs> First up, on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, Beyonce's Texas Hold'em climbs two to one in its second week on the list, marking the ninth number one for the superstar. In the tracking week ending February 22nd in the United States, the song earned 29 million streams, which was up 51%, sold 29,000 downloads, that was down 25%, and it garnered 16.1 million radio airplay audience impressions, and that was up 233%. So let's recap Beyonce's nine number ones. We have Texas Hold'em. Of course, there was Break My Soul in 2022. 
Then we have two songs that she jumped on later in their life. Megan Thee Stallion's Savage, which was featuring Beyonce, hit number one in 2020. Ed Sheeran's Perfect, which became a duet with Beyonce in the end of 2017. Uh, it went to number one thanks to the duet and it also stayed number one in early 2018. Then we go back even further to 2008 and nine when Single Ladies by Beyonce hit number one. And then we had Irreplaceable in 2006 and early 2007. Check On It featuring Slim Thug in 2006. Baby Boy featuring Sean Paul in 2003. And Beyonce's first solo number one, Crazy in Love featuring Jay-Z in 2003. Of course, you might be wondering, what about her number ones as part of Destiny's Child? Hey, Keith, what about her number ones as part of Destiny's Child? Thank you. I'm so glad someone <laughs> from the crowd asked. So uh, Destiny's Child had four number ones. Of course, they could always have more if they you know, decide to put out more music. True. Anything is possible. Maybe Booty there's a Destiny's Child song on the new Beyonce album. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that would be. I, I can hear that them doing be. a country song. Let's do it. Let's they go, are, girls. Like, all, the, the, all of them got together backstage somewhere uh, for, I think, the Renaissance film premiere, right? Oh, yeah. They are very close friends yeah. still. Yes. E even the members who were before Michelle Williams, they showed up and they've yep. taken. There was a photo op with oh. Beyonce and Kelly oh, now, and Michelle. Now you've got my mind reeling thinking about. What if all five all, of them got together? All the friendly Dusty's yeah. Child ladies <laughs> getting back together. The friendly together. ones. Yes. Well, there, except, except for the one woman that I was know, in the group for like two months. I know, that's why I referred to them as the friendly ones. <laughs> right. So, okay, let, let's recap Destiny's Child's four number ones. Uh, they were Bootylicious in 2001. Bootylicious. Independent Women Part 1 in 2001 and early, or sorry, the end of 2000 and early 2001. Say My Name in 2000 and Bills, Bills, Bills in 1999. Also, it's just sort of... It's just kind of wild that we've lived in a world where Beyonce's span on the charts with like hits has gone from 98, 99 up through 2024, like a full like 25 year range, which is just yes. rare. It's been a formative um, time of my life personally. <laughs> like I vividly, Bills, Bills, Bills was my favorite like I when I heard that I was like I was locked into Destiny's Child and Beyonce for life yes um <clears throat> last thing I'll say about this um this Texas Hold'em does not have an official music video Beyonce's last number one before this Break My Soul no official music video the two number ones she was part of before that there was no official video for those either. Megan Thee Stallion Savage didn't have an official video either for the solo version or for the one with Beyonce. Ed Sheeran's Perfect, there was an official video, but I think just for Ed's version, not for the duet version. So Beyonce's last four number ones effectively have not had official music videos, which is weird because she's one of the most visual artists that we've had. This is a woman past. who literally has put out visual albums. Yes, literally. And... On top of that, I, I, did, I did a little digging. In the past year, uh, we've had the following number ones on the Hot 100, all of which have had no official music video. Texas Hold'em, Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift's Is It Over Now, Drake's Slime You Out, Zach Bryan and Casey Musgraves' I Remember Everything, Morgan Wallen's Last Night, surprisingly, no official music video, though it did have a like live like studio say, sessions one. I've <laughs> it, it was called One Record at a Time Sessions. Wow. I don't think there was an official music video. And then 
technicality, there was no official music video for Die For You from the weekend with Ariana. There was mm-hmm. one with, I think, just Weekend by himself, but there wasn't one with Ariana. Um, just kind of weird that we just don't have official music videos necessarily from number ones anymore. Yeah, I mean, it also, I feel like a lot of people think of artists using music videos as a tool to get to number one frequently. And so the idea that that's not a tool that was used by all of these artists is interesting. Yeah. They did it with all the other many factors and variables. Okay. Next up over on the pop airplay chart, Doja Cat's Agora Hills becomes her eighth number one on the survey dating back to her first in 2020, just 2020, extending her mark for the most leaders this decade. She boasts twice as many number ones as runner-ups Justin Bieber, Dua Lipa, and Harry Styles, each with four number ones in that span of time. It is kind of wacky when you look at the list of number ones on the pop airplay chart. It's basically like, it's the Doja chart. And they're basically Um, from two albums, too. Basically, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And lastly, on the Billboard 200 albums chart is Kanye West and Ty Dolla Signs. Vultures 1 spins a second week at number one, or I should have said yay, and Ty Dolla Signs. Vultures 1 spins a second week at number one. Taylor Swift carves out another Billboard chart record. Does she? she Does she now? As she surpasses the Beatles for the most weeks spent in the top 10 on the Billboard 200 in the last 60 years. And that is across all of her top 10 charting albums combined. So let me explain this just a little bit. So on the latest Billboard 200 chart, Swift has three albums in the top 10, which ups her cumulative total of weeks in the top 10 across all of her top 10 charting albums to 384. She has had 16 different albums reach the top 10. If you count up how many weeks each of those 16 albums have been in the top 10, you will get to 384. Now, here's the weird math. Because those three albums are in the top 10 at the same time, that counts as three weeks, even though it's in one singular calendar week. Right. So you might be thinking, hey, wait a second. I feel like Keith has written a lot about how Taylor's had a whole bunch of albums in the top 10 at the same time in the past year. Sure enough, I have, because she's done it with two, three, four albums at a time. That's happened a lot in the past year or so. It turns out there's actually more than 52 weeks in the year for Taylor Swift. For Taylor Swift. She's (laughs) able to create, you know, she's able to bend time and space. (laughs) Um, So I did a little digging and I was able to figure out if we looked at only singular calendar weeks, Mm. even if the Beatles or Taylor had multiple albums in the top 10 at the same time, which both of them have done in the past. If we only look at individual weeks, the numbers are. Taylor has 309, 309. The Beatles had 296. Wow. So she still tops them in that metric. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, you slice it. These are two very popular acts. Yes. And that's (laughs) that's it for for the chart news. (laughs) Well, moving on to news, as she makes her foray into country music, the aforementioned Beyonce has a legend on her side, Dolly Parton. So after Texas Hold'em topped the Hot Country Songs chart last week, Dolly took to Instagram to send her congratulations from the Queen of Country to the Queen Bay. So Dolly wrote, quote, I'm a big fan of Beyonce and very excited that she's done a country album. So congratulations on your Billboard Hot Country number one single. Can't wait to hear the full album. Now, this is, you know, this is very sweet from Dolly. This is this is trademark Dolly. 
you know, going out of her way to say something sweet and nice. Um, and for some reason, this was sort of controversial. Like Dolly, Wait, why? Just, because people are crazy, Keith. Because people who are thinking that they're like defending the you know sanctity of country music think that what Beyonce is doing shouldn't be considered country or something. And so Dolly's cosign actually means quite a bit because the people who think that they're defending the sanctity of country are also, of course, Dolly Parton fans because who isn't? And so her speaking up actually became like a, you know, a bit of a lightning rod, people bringing up, like, why is Dolly defending this? Or, of course, being on Dolly's side as well. Um, but, yeah, it was, yes, weirdly controversial. I don't, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, right. Dolly Parton is the most OG of OG country artists who also very notably made a foray into pop music sure. in the 70s and 80s. And she consciously uh, wanted to do that. And she was she confronted criticism from people saying, oh, you're leaving country or you're going pop. And she's like, I'm not going pop. I'm just bringing country and music to other people. You yes. know, basically, she was just trying to reach as many people as possible. And in her career, she has made bluegrass records, folk records, country records, pop records, dance records, sort of disco remix records. Her most Pete's recent six. album is a rock album. She <laughs> she she was embraced by rock artists at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and she put out a rock album because she thought it'd be fun to do and 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 artistically fulfilling. Yeah. So I mean it's wonderful it's that she she co-signed and you know gave you know, gave an endorsement to Beyonce. And I think when you think of all the different country artists that have could have said something kind, she is a wonderful example of like yes. the perfect kind of genre She's bending, the only blending artist. Ambassador you need to 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 speak out and say something. Of yeah. course, um Lainey Wilson actually did an interview where she was asked about Beyonce's new country song and she said, I love it and followed that up by saying, the more the merrier, which that's the perfect, you know, like what like there's not like only room for a certain number of songs in country music, you know, like there's room for anyone to give it a shot. And obviously also anyone questioning whether Beyonce is like country enough. She's from Texas. She's from Houston. This is I mean, she's from the South. Like people have always people have asked whether Taylor Swift is country enough coming from like Pennsylvania. People have a country story to tell no matter where they're from. But asking if Beyonce has any, you know, country in her background is kind of insane. Um, so, I mean, it, it obviously it's it's coded racism that people think that she can't do country because she's primarily done pop, R&B, et cetera, through her career dance. Um, it just it's wild. Um, and it's the reason she should be doing the album, too, because like these boundaries and these limits and these ideas that people have in place um, to, you know, gatekeep a genre of music uh, need to be tested and broken all the time to make music interesting, you know? So it, this is this is why Queen Dolly had maybe, to come maybe, in. Maybe, maybe Dolly's going to be on the Beyonce record. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. Okay, one rumor I will say that I've heard about the Beyonce album, I don't think we've spoken about this yet, is um, that there might be a telephone sequel. Have you heard that with Lady Gaga? I saw, like, 
I saw something floating around on Instagram where like there were like screen caps of something and people were like, this is why I think there's going to be a Lady Gaga Beyonce sequel. And I'm like, from your lips to, you know, God's ears. I but know. I and don't I, know. Tell me what you know. Well, I just want to say that I, I rewatched the telephone video this weekend and it like it was really fun to do um, for lots of reasons because it's like the greatest. But the, you know, obviously the song aside, which is obviously a dance song, um, Beyonce is super country. She even like kind of speaks with a Southern accent in the video because it's very campy, very Quentin Tarantino. Um, and she also wears a cow cowboy hat like in her scenes in the diner. She's wearing a cowboy hat. And um, then the video ends with a to be continued, which that's what people, of course, are picking up on. But like, please, God, let this happen. I love this idea. I want to hear I want to hear Gaga and Beyonce's version of a country song. Like, I want that. I Yes. <laughs> also, I would still love to get a live performance someday of Telephone from the well, two of them together. It would be way more likely if they come back together for a new song. <laughs> Potentially. Maybe maybe we can get a Lady Gaga and Beyonce stadium tour. Oh, my God. Please. Okay, now we're just dreaming. Okay, okay, we're just being silly. <laughs> we're back to the New Year's resolution episode where we're just naming things we want to happen. <laughs> All right, um, moving on uh, to another pop star. We have uh, a month after launching uh, his campaign for everything I thought it was with lead single Selfish, Justin Timberlake has revealed a new taste of his upcoming album, and it is called Drown. So let's take a quick listen. Okay, so uh, if you listen for a while, you know that Justin Timberlake, I'm a fan, right? Um, so far, we've gotten Selfish, which is mid-tempo R&B, and now we have Drown, which is also mid-tempo R&B. And I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm going to need... I'm going to need something up tempo. You look like a club banger at some point. (laughs) I mean, not necessarily a club banger, but I do have to say um, my favorite song on this album so far has not been released because he performed it on Saturday Night Live. It's called Sanctified and uh, it features Toby Noigwe and they performed it on SNL but never released it afterward. And we're talking about, I believe it was January 27th. It was the end of last month that they performed it. And I just kind of figured maybe they're just going to like wait till the next Friday or whatever. We are a month out now, exactly a month out, and we have not gotten the official version of this song yet. I rewatched this performance and it is electrifying. It is such a good song and it um it's super gospel and rootsy and southern and very much feels like Justin's, you know, Memphis upbringing. Um and it kind of reminded me of two of what I think of being Justin's most effective uh, singles of the past, you know, decade, which uh, are Drink You Away, which was from the second 2020 experience release. And it got a new life in 2015 after he performed it with Chris Stapleton at the CMA Awards. And then his other Stapleton team up, Say Something, which was from Man of the Woods. So Justin obviously has a love for mid-tempo R&B that he can't quit. But I really want him to maybe lean all the way into this more southern, rootsy, up-tempo side with, you know, the rest of this album. But we don't really know. We don't know what we're going to get. So that's my that's my my tirade (laughs) on all of that. I mean, it feels like when you introduce the first two songs from an album that have a certain kind of sonic palette, that might be what the album is. 
it might be what the album is. And maybe maybe Sanctified's not even on the album. Maybe that was just a one-off <laughs> they did on SNL, for all we know. Just, and, um, and you'll be going, why, God, why? Yes. And I, I just want to say also, like, sort of elephant in the room time. Um, it's already a bit of an uphill climb for Justin at this exact moment in pop culture because uh, there are a lot of people who are rooting against him at the moment. Uh, there are people who are Britney Spears fans who uh, didn't care for some of the revelations from her recent memoir or that, um, you know, watched the documentary about her before she was out of her conservatorship that sort of put um, their relationship and their breakup and the way the media covered it in a whole new lens. Um, they're my own friends keep bringing up uh, the sort of scandal he had with, uh, you know, he's been married to Je- uh, uh, Jessica Biel for years now. And he, there were photos taken of him with a co-star a few years back that just felt a little inappropriate. Nothing like, you know, like, you know, no like full blown adultery that we know of or anything like that, but felt icky. And there's all these perceptions, like every woman I talk to in my life has one of these things I just mentioned, or I didn't even bring up Janet Jackson. People also still are, you know, holding the Super Bowl situation and the way the media uplifted him and put her down after that. There's just a lot working against Justin at the moment. And so I want the music to be like, unimpeachable because if the music's great it will rise above all else and and he can move forward but if it's not then people are just gonna cling to the reasons they don't want to like him anymore you know it's complicated keith it's it's complicated doesn't that the name of no that nick jonas had an album say uh, called uh, last year was complicated Never mind. Um, no, it's Very a Meryl Streep movie. It's a Meryl Streep movie. <laughs> well, it was also a Nick Jonas album title, I believe. Well, no, just it's complicated as a Meryl oh, Streep right. movie. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's it's a um, common phrase people have used before. Yes. Yes, because things are complicated. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the album comes out on March 15th, meaning I'm getting it midnight on my birthday. So that's fun. Thanks for that, Justin. Um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing like what this whole thing sounds like. And then you'll hear me go on yet another rant probably in mid-March about about the album. I look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for the chart set of the week. Well, it's a quiz, Katie, because that's just what this segment has turned into. It's Maybe a quiz, Katie, of the re- week. Rebrand it. Rebrand it. <laughs> it's not like we have theme music like we right. used to. Um, OK, so with Texas Hold'em at number one on the Hot 100, Katie, can you name any of the other seven number ones with U.S. states in their title? Okay, my first. Oh, no, that's a city. One moment. (laughs) Going back to the drawing board. (laughs) All right. I'm going I'm going to stick. I'm going to go with California first because we're here. Um, And my first answer is California Girls with a U by Katy Perry. Correct. In 2010. Featuring featuring Snoop Snoop Dogg. Dogg. Yep. Um, I'm going to stick with California. Uh, there are more California songs, Keith, before I there start are. guessing. OK, how about uh, I'm going to go with California Dreamin' by the Mamas and the Papas. No, not a number one. I, I I'm apologize gonna go, for the sirens outside, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to go with the other California girls by the Beach Boys. No. Oh, man. Let me just oh. tell you the other Californias. Sure. So there was a, a double a double sided number one. From Tupac featuring Casey and JoJo, How Do You Want It slash California Love. Yes. Now, the other California number one is a a quite popular number one from one of your favorite bands. Well, wait a second. 
One of my favorite bands. Oh, Hotel California. That's correct. Yes. By the Eagles in 1977. Now, the other three. So we've gone through the four. There's been one Texas, three Californias. The other three number ones that have a state in their title are all the same state. Is it New York? No. Oh, um, okay. Uh, and it's not, and it, it's not Texas, obviously. No, do you want me to give you a, a geographic region? How about Alabama? No, but oh, it's around, around, those parts, around those around parts. Around those parts. Around those parts. Ish. Georgia? Georgia. Georgia that is on correct. my mind? Uh, that is one of them by Ray Charles in 1960. What are the other two? Uh... That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Correct. By Vicki yes! Lawrence in 1973. <laughs> and the final Georgia number one. Midnight Train to Georgia. By Gladys Knight and the Pips yes! in 1973. Woohoo. We got kind there. Kind of wild. There were, t- there were two Georgia number ones in 1973. That's actually shocking. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, there you go. There's your, there's your chart stat slash quiz Katie of the week. All the number ones with U.S. states in their title on the Hot 100. We've reached the end of our big show, Katie. Uh, any parting words? Well, it feels like we need to come up with that leap year song to go out on now. <laughs> oh, uh, jump, jump by Van Halen. <laughs> it's oh, a leap. Yeah, or, or like Chris Cross's jump, 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 jump. <laughs> um, we'll go out with Van Halen's jump or Pointer yeah. Sisters. Don't they have a jump, too? Yeah. Jump for my jump love. Jump for in my love. <laughs> Wait, what OK, jump we'll we go doing? out on one of those jumps. <laughs> And we'll see All you guys the next jumps, week. A medley of those jumps. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. bye.